You're listening to The Voyager in association with Turkish Airlines on Monocle 24. Hello and welcome to The Voyager here on Monocle 24. Monocle's travel show spotlighting outposts of opportunity for business, pleasure and inspiration all around the world. I'm Steve Bloomfield. In this episode, we head to Budapest, where your host is Monocle's Guy Delorney. Welcome to Budapest. I'm Guy Delaunay. The capital of Hungary gives you two towns in one city, divided by the Danube. On one bank, there's Buda, with World Heritage-listed sites including the castle, Baroque churches and the Turkish baths of Watertown. On the other, there's Pest, with still more listed buildings from Parliament to Roosevelt Square and the Gresham Palace Hotel. But it's not just about history. UNESCO's recently declared Budapest a city of design, recognising its status as a regional leader in the creative industries. The strong support for a flourishing start-up scene and vibrant nightlife, much of it in the renowned ruin pubs, which have transformed crumbling buildings into unique venues. The Christmas markets aren't too shabby either. One of the great things about Budapest is that it's a a very easy city to walk around, lots of pedestrianisation, lots of broad, wide pavements, even where there is traffic. And as you walk around, you can see the history of the city uh, coming to life in front of you. But if you want somebody to really bring it to life for you, you have to find an expert. And one of those is David Merker, who runs a company that specialises in Less obvious kind of tours around Budapest. David, the name of your company is? Hosulepis, which is a telling name. It means long step on the one hand, and on the other hand, it's a kind of a spritzer when uh, you put one deciliter of wine and two deciliters of uh, soda water, and that's a Hungarian staple drink. And you're obliged to have that at the end of one of your tours, presumably? Yeah, sometimes you do. <laughs> what would you say is the, the, the greatest appeal for you? You spend your time explaining the appeal of Budapest and... and bringing it to life and pointing out the things that people might not actually see if they're just walking along. What are the things that you like the most about living in this city? Well, my biggest favourite is that Budapest is at the same time can behave as various cities around the globe. So if you uh, look around the special neighbourhood, you can find Buenos Aires. And if you just turn around, you can see Paris or Berlin or Vienna or Moscow. This is why Budapest is hosting many, many film shootings that Budapest can be seen as various cities. So you can experience different cultures in a very little place. Whether you want to call this the the Jewish Quarter or the 7th District, today this area is reflecting the, the, the changes we've seen in Budapest in the, in the past 20 years. You've got these very colourful murals on the wall painted by collectives like Neo Paint, for example. So we've got a sort of abstract version of Rubik's Cube on our right here. On the left, we've got a, a recreation of Hungary's thrashing of England in football in 1953, the, 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 the famous Pushkash 
uh, and, and friends team. Uh, but, but around this district as well, as we're walking around, David, we're seeing you know these little design shops, little craft coffee houses. Is this the district where all of that sort of thing is happening? Now it's a hub for, for partying. Mm. Uh, this area. However, this whole ruined pop culture, it's a very unique Budapest phenomenon. Mm. It's very funny that in Budapest the best things are never never planned. Mm. So it was a result of the lack of the real estate boom, the Great Depression in the 2008, when many people were just trying to, they bought these old houses here to demolish them and build, uh, build new hotels. But the depression came and their real estates became it was simply not worthwhile to, to build new hotels here and they had no credit from the banks. So they, they had the idea that they should do something and, and many locals came and said, okay, we're going to open pubs here. And these pubs, these called ruined pubs, are uh, unhabitated old buildings that will disappear sometime. So maybe they're going to be the hotels as, as the real estate prices are booming again. Maybe these, those hotels will be built. But... Budapest is famous about ruined pubs now. No one ever wanted to build it. Not the local authorities, not business people. Just some, some, some people here who were just roaming around the city and, and saw that they are full of empty buildings and maybe something should be done with these buildings. And they recreated the culture of the, the great culture of coffee houses because coffee houses were institutions for community building. Mm once before the Second World War. And these were very special Budapest buildings when you could consume coffee, but that was the, the least important part. You could mingle there, get together, people could meet each other. And after the socialist uh, Hungary became a socialist country, the state wanted to control everything. So they, they opposed these, um, these institutions for civic culture. And after the transition, uh, it simply re-emerged in these ruined pubs. So these ruined pubs are, are mainly tools to get together for some cultural experiences, to, to meet people, and it has a great, it's, it's got a flavor of Budapest. Talking of flavor, the sausage sellers at the Christmas market are just one of a myriad of local dining options. You could go for traditional Jewish cuisine at Rosenstein next to the main railway station, or there's Hold Street, a foodie haven which combines a farmer's market with food stalls on the upper level. Then, for something more modern, we could head for Terminal, a restaurant in Elizabeth Square with another point of interest on the upper floors. Well, Elizabeth Square here is one of the many green spaces in the centre of Budapest. Uh, the big wheel going round, providing a sightseeing eye uh, to look out over the city. And in the centre of the square, you can probably hear uh, the skateboarders and BMX riders showing off their stuff in a little concrete skate park in the middle. Then as you, you walk across the square, you approach this quite striking brick and concrete modernist structure which used to be a bus station now it's the home of Budapest's design terminal and the general director of the design terminal is here with me if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself hello my name is Gergely Bessermeninaj now you confided to me that uh, Budapest is your favorite city why do you like it so much I like it because of the complexity it has. So we have a high-quality design university, an engineering school, also a medical 
uh, university, a huge architectural heritage from the Austro-Hungarian Empire, but also from the socialist period, which makes it quite colorful, quite cacophon, quite interesting. And right now we try to reach that position we had in the beginning of the uh, last century, where Budapest was a true metropolis. Even we are uh, a capital only of a country of 10 million, the city itself is pretty much able to achieve more in its brand, in its prestige, in its outreach for the people of the world. And this presumably makes it a very good place for people to come now, whether it's for tourism or indeed for business. It's a very good place. It's still undiscovered for the masses from the Far East from, uh, to, the, to the Western European or North American crowds. And it's pretty, pretty cool because the number of startups, the number of new innovations, the number of civic organizations, also big projects, big and visible uh, infrastructural projects are already happening at the same time parallelly, which makes the city full of energy, full of different senses, full of different uh, tastes. And I think from the gastronomy to design, from startups to large-scale industrial projects, uh, it's the time is now for Budapest. Mm. Once you've got people to the city to take yeah. to start up businesses, invest here, whatever it might be, just being here in the city, visiting the city, what, what's the thing or the things that you really shouldn't miss doing or seeing while you're here, would you say? Meetups. We have a lot of different meetups every single day, from uh, new technology to uh, animation, for example. Again, a very interesting uh, industry uh, in the creative scene in Budapest. So meetups uh, of the creative scene. Uh, I think it's very important to see uh, uh, contemporary theater. Budapest is a city of theaters and contemporary uh, theater art. And uh, also a few uh, concerts uh, of local bands and uh, English language Hungarian music because we have world-class musicians from the Generation Y and Generation Z and everyone who came to this town should hear what they are doing oh, because well, na- Name a band or an act Ari Mafia, for example, which is a world music stuff You can also hear Halot Pains, which is a very interesting crossover stuff Valhello is a more popular thing and uh, the last one is let's say Vatsrutik which is which was a very successful underground stuff and right now it's among the top performers of the largest festivals so listen to music and go and have a bath yeah well they say that Budapest is the city of spas so it would be rude not to really wouldn't it uh, this one is Lukas Ferdo it's one of the oldest bath and spa centres in the city thermal waters both for swimming in and just for lounging in it's said to have medicinal properties and a lot of the locals firmly believe in it the visitors too although they often get caught out by the local rules a couple of visitors just been thrown out of the swimming pool in front of me for not wearing a swimming cap always remember to ask the etiquette before you dive in pack your bags Get ready for takeoff and let Turkish Airlines take you on a journey to more than 270 destinations in over 100 countries around the world, including Budapest. Turkish flies there 28 times a week. With a fleet of more than 285 state-of-the-art aircraft, no destination is too far. Turkish Airlines, widen your world. Oh, 
Well, Budapest is gaining an enviable reputation for being a capital of nightlife. And uh, you may have heard about the ruined pubs or ruined bars, which are impromptu night spots set up in crumbling old buildings, which tend to come and go as the buildings are redeveloped. But the place I'm sitting in at the moment has taken that a few steps further. This is Brody Studios, a part of a, a miniature empire of Brody branded places. And uh, this is really a little entertainment emporium with, with bars, restaurants, nightclub spaces, conference spaces, creative spaces, all in this beautiful old building where a feature has been made out of the state of, ruin, yeah. the state of the, the state of the place, shall we say. But it's it's a, it's an extremely beautiful place where Will Clothier, co-founder of uh, Brody Studios and everything else Brody. Uh, but a deserving of its reputation as a nightlife capital would you say? I think it's definitely in favour with the youth of uh, Europe and, and and why not? It's 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 a it's got an attraction, there's an aesthetic, there's a there's a beauty here which which I think would attract any age, frankly. And it does attract um, people of, of all ages. Why why is it attracting the young? I think it's attracting the young primarily because it's it's great value. And and they have the summer festivals here. You've got um, a lot of these um, ruined places that you've, you've described. Um, also have uh, summer parts to them which open up that create this this great sort of fun, easygoing, free thinking type of environment. So I think there's a there's a kind of a sense of freedom here for people that are not tied up in Budapest history. And I and I think that 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 that, that attracts a, a lot of uh, young souls. You've been here for eleven years. You're rather conspicuously not Hungarian, <laughs> but, but British. What what's kept you here all that time? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It hasn't. It's flown by. So when people start to remind me that it's eleven years, it does seem sort of longer than I was anticipating. And um, I think you know what, what's the phrase? You know, time flies when you're having fun. Mm. So uh, I think that that's um, it, it's been, we've gone through a number of. Uh, Cycles, if you like, uh, it started off um, in in the boom time when there was a lot of investment into the region. Uh, that was in sort of the mid two two thousands. Then towards the end of that, you know, four or five years later, we've entered into a, a, a big downturn, a big depression. And in and, and in that period, you have to kind of uh, rethink your your sort of strategy, your purpose, and and out of that period, a tough period for a, a lot of people and a lot of businesses went under. We kind of reinvented ourselves, and and we developed this this brand called Brody House, which was in reaction to trying to to as I sort of said earlier, try and keep the lights on really, but but to keep the energy flowing in in these buildings that we had invested in, for a totally different purpose. And part of it, you were also saying, was making an international scene or connections between local people and people of the various different nationalities who've been attracted to Budapest. Yeah, I think Budapest is uh, attracts people internationally, and sometimes in a, in a sort of transitory way. I think people come through uh, on projects um, that are that also in times in which they're reevaluating what, what they want to do. And I think it's a good place to maybe to think, to reflect, but also to invent. Uh, I think there's there's a, a lot of reasons why why Budapest. You've got space, you've got time. If you can come here with a source of funding it's a great place I wouldn't be here to try and find funding but to find people that that are willing to join you on a creative inventive project I think Budapest is a great place of Europe to do that and it's also fun by the looks of it 
you can definitely have some fun and and it's uh, it's also well connected I mean you can get to a lot of places in Budapest you know any, the whole of Europe is only two hours away in some form or other from you so that gives you a lot a lot of opportunity if you're so inclined to to travel if you're not in a place where you're you're stuck it's worth raising a glass to I would definitely, say definitely apart from the evening entertainment at the studios there's also art themed accommodation at Brodie House or if you'd prefer to stay at a world heritage site try the Gresham Palace Four Seasons and while the decor of the Buddha Bar Hotel might not be to everyone's taste its central location is hard to beat Whatever the season, Budapest manages to feel festive. As well as the winter markets, there's the renowned Zsiget Music Festival in the summer and all year round fun and games on Margaret Island in the middle of the Danube. Add all that to a vibrant creative scene and it's hard to think of a reason not to visit. For Monocle in Budapest, I'm Guy Delaunay. And that's all for this episode of The Voyager. And indeed, it's the end of the Voyager series. Thank you very much for tuning in. Happy travels.